How would you like to be part of a conversation that changed someone's life or even changed your own life? Welcome to the Be Fun, Be Kind podcast, where we have amazing discussions hosted by someone new each week. Join us at BeFunBeKind.com to be part of our live events. Now, here's your host for this week's episode. <laughs> Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week, we are going to tell you a little bit about our feelings about teen novels. YA lit fic fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Just we are, <laughs> we are so happy to be here and um, so happy to get to meet a new audience. And first um, off, want to thank Be Fun, Be Kind uh, for hosting us. Uh, we're a podcast that has been around for about three years now. We soon to be four. Soon to be four. Thank you, Frank. Um, we're siblings. I don't know if that's apparent, but <laughs> <laughs> two years apart in age. And uh, what started as a lark more just became a habit and a passion. And so thus is Teen Girl Talk. Um, why a literature is something frank and i are both very passionate about um and still reading as adults because i think it is a very special genre that embodies a lot of great things that other genres sort of forget about Mm -hmm. oh i definitely agree with that um like i i've i've been also writing uh ya for a long time have nothing published uh because that's just you know we're, doing we're it for at. the love of the game yeah <laughs> well my, i keep every day i keep it pushing um <laughs> but like the, the reason i've always stuck with it is because being you know a teenager and being that young offers up more like new experiences like there's no world weariness because like you haven't seen that much of the world and you're falling in love for the first time you're like learning about heartbreak and all these other things for the first time and it's always exciting like no matter what journey your characters are on or yourself is on are on um (laughs) it's always an exciting time and i think the other part that i like about it so much and um the series that i just finished um thanks to our local library is the scott westerfield series uh uglies and it's about so i've been thinking a lot about this series and why it was so attractive to me this year um i had kind of incidentally picked up the the second book in the series uh entitled pretties i knew no background i just had looked at the cover at a book sale and was like oh cool okay uh i guess i'll read this and one of our listeners had written in who was like i think that susie is sort of fumbling through that she's reading the second in a four-part series and that's why it doesn't really make any sense so once i invested in it and really started reading about it the thing i liked about i feel like definitely apocalyptic or um sort of dystopian novels could get old but the thing about this that was so great was there was such a back and forth between the main characters both trusting the government and then a deep distrust of the government and building their own societies and their own rules and 
that it wasn't just one way or another, where I believe that Hunger Games set the precedent of, you know, we can push back. And that had global ramifications. Like, the hung- in the Hunger Games, the, um, the three fingers that um, her name Katniss. is... Katniss uses was then used during the protests in Egypt. And I think that's really amazing that these texts can be so universal and so versatile that they can apply to real life. And so the reason I liked this series was, um, and I don't want to give any of it away because I would recommend that people read it. um, It didn't really shy away from complicated subjects and mostly around identity and authority and how the two there's a push pull um yeah i I would also say like um or can you answer this question for me without kind of like (laughs) giving too much away um okay for me, some of my favorite books are the ones where there's like a gr- one group of people saying to the like heroes or whatever, do things this way. Another group saying, oh, do this this way. And the heroes are like, I'm doing it my own way. I'm going to <laughs> find my own third way. That's the best of both worlds. So the interesting part is I do not, even when characters feel strongly about the decisions they're making, there's always um, a consistent push-pull between what they've chosen and uh, a worry that that might not be the right choice. And, and that feels so true to life and so human because, you know, even when you're, you're fully invested or you're dug in, there's always self-doubt. I think that's very natural. And I liked that the characters dialogued about it. They argued with each other. And they really explored why they were feeling one way or another. And even as the truth in the world shifted, their truths had to shift and their outlooks. And so, especially with this past year, I think that was very relatable. Because these were written, like, early 2000s. Um, I think the first book came out in 2004. And with everything feeling so unsure right now, it was nice to read about this sort of science fiction world where the stakes were totally different, but they did feel as like the implications were as heavy. Yeah. Um, that mean, so I, I did see a tweet somebody put up and I wish I could, you know, um, give the person who put it up like their due uh, consideration. But like if somebody said, well, you know, during all the protests, they said, like, you grew us up, you raised us on books like Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, and to some, you know, and now you're saying The Pretties series. Is it The Uglies or The Pretties? It's The Ugly series. Pretties is the second one. So it goes Uglies, Pretties, Specials, Extras. Okay. And then there are, like, side compendiums. It's it's a very fleshed out universe. Um, I mean, I, I do, I do give credit for whenever somebody's just like, yeah, I know how every part of this works. Um, But like somebody said, like you raised us up on Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. And then you expected us to not distrust, to trust the government and to just take things lying down. Or even more broadly authority in general, like total authority and how 
that is a very slippery slope because when people start asking questions and they don't get plausible answers, I think it's very human to say, hey, (laughs) I'm not so sure. (laughs) And I was going to ask you, because I was thinking about it and I was like, I have read so much YA fiction, especially Uprising stuff that features female main characters. But when I tried to think of like sort of um i don't know if we can cuss so i will say just um bad with themselves (laughs) male main characters i couldn't really think of any i was like well frank has animorphs of course (laughs) but like outside of like ash from pokemon i (laughs) what you know the hardy boys i don't even know if there's those books are still being written what main male characters are there because they're you know harry potter i guess but even then i feel like hermione and ron are are vying for the spotlight well i think that that was actually thank you for actually asking me that because that brings me to um another point i wanted to make is that like one of the great things about young adult um writing is that it is so much freer i feel than tv is because like uh, from what I feel like a lot of times, like unless it's a really big book series like Harry Potter was, and you know, <laughs> there was the eventual uh backlash against Harry Potter as being satan satanic and whatnot. It isn't. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. I would never ever go there with thinking about it. Is but, it because of the witchcraft stuff? Yeah, of course. Um Okay. But like, you know, books are where you go for your like in TV we're constantly like, oh man, we got this one character and this one and this other character and like books are just like no we're giving you everything like so many (laughs) other better stories like i haven't been able to read it yet because i'm just not in the place to but i really want to read the hate you give um Mm -hmm. which i'm gonna look up the author as soon as i'm they actually did that um during quarantine book club at my work and it's, you know, I, I saw the movie when it came out last year and I saw it in a sold out theater and, you know, I was in like the second row or something. <laughs> I bought my ticket late, but I, it felt so powerful experiencing it with a room of other people. And so I think that there's this really fantastic contrast of when you're reading a book, it's a very it's a very sort of uh, private and personal experience. And then with television and movies, it is more collective. Not to say that books don't have their fandoms, but it's, you know, group reading is not really a thing. I think that's why we need book clubs. <laughs> so that you, later you can be like, I did this solitary thing and now I want to share the experience. Whereas like movies were inherently a collective experience that I very much miss. <laughs> but yeah, that I remember I it, that movie and so I have to assume the book as well was devastating. Yeah. And it you know um the star of it I believe she was in another film that we watched for the podcast. I cannot remember. Okay. Everything well, everything possibly? Okay, well I just um, I do want to just turn back to the the thing. I, I had a point I wanted to make about books. Oh, sorry. Um, Got sidetracked by the hate you give. <laughs> yeah, well, like but this is kind of my th- this is why another reason I just love YA literature is 
I don't it, when when I was growing up, I you know watched the Justice League cartoon and the X Men, and um, unfortunately, like the X Men show was not as diverse as the X Men comics were. But like I remember just like even as a kid being like, why are so many white guys in this? Like this is really boring. Like I like I had you know I had all these heroes to like project myself onto, but I'm just like. I've seen the same dude so many times, like Bruce Wayne, Batman, or excuse me, Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Hal Jordan. They're all kind of the same guy. Peter Parker. Yeah. Then I get to go to books and it, Angie Thomas wrote um, The Hate You Give. Um, and I get to learn about whole other perspectives that I would never know. And, you know, you're talking about the intimacy of a book and it, cause it's just like with a movie unless there's a voiceover, I don't know what that character's thinking. Like, I'm just seeing them go about their actions, and I can put my ideas on it, but the great thing about a book is just like, oh, like, you know, I I read um, Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda, and just like, his doubt, his unsure, you know, uncertainty, it, you know, it breaks my heart, where I'm just like, I want you to be happy, because now, like, I don't feel like we're you don't feel like a character anymore to me. You feel like a friend. And I've just mm-hmm. been reading kind of like your diary and just be like, oh, I hope you turn out okay. Um, like a book that we talk about a lot on the podcast, which is The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is such, I think, a genuine encapsulation of being a teenager. And, you know, I sort of have sympathy for people who were teens before we were because like, I don't relate at all to Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> and I think that was, there was like a very limited pool to choose from. And that's why writers like Judy Bloom were so iconic because she was like, hey, I know that you guys have just been reading like the same teen stuff for the last 20 years. I'm here to shake it up and be really candid and really blunt. And everyone was like, whoa, <laughs> you're just saying the thing you just named it (laughs) and even even as a teenager when I read Judy Bloom I was like a little bit scandalized (laughs) I was like she's talking about all kinds of terms that I don't think that people say out loud (laughs) and I think that you know it's sort of like if you know you know like once you go into the library and know that there's like these depths of knowledge that you wouldn't necessarily run across on the internet etc because you know especially with algorithms we're served sort of like similar things that we'll recognize where the library is still sort of one of the only random places you're going to end up in you know looking at a title or looking at a book cover and picking it up and saying like ah what's this because like streaming services search engines are not necessarily going to be like i feel like you're in the mood for something different let me serve you something different (laughs) oh god i mean i do love the library like one of my favorite things in uh the before times um was and the soon-to-be times thank you science um (laughs) is just going to the library and just like looking at titles being like that looks interesting open front cover all right cool coming with me for a while and like (laughs) seven books usually read about four of them and return the rest but like i just i found titles i never would have if i just kept going for my normal stuff um every couple years i try to do the new york times bestseller 
list of the year or whatever. And then I end up reading things that I would never necessarily sort of land on on my own. Um, And I like that because it basically mixes up my own internal algorithm where I'm like, I just kind of want to read more YA. I don't want (laughs) Uh, I was telling my boyfriend this story the other day about one of the years I was doing that. And I was like, it was a story about being in Penn station in the city. And I was like, and I was reading a book about baseball, (laughs) which is not a thing that falls into my wheelhouse, but I, it's one of those great things of the library uh, allowed me this sort of like low investment way of trying out some new stuff. I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, when we were teens and we would just kind of go to sh- we would you know, go to shows because getting on the train was so easy you know it's cheap um then going to like shows are like 20 bucks a pop and we would just happen to run into you know bands that we never heard of before um my one of my favorite moments is before we saw reggie in the full effect uh opening for them was a very young my chemical romance i will never forget <sighs> I could not remember who they were opening for. I was like, I saw Gerard Butler before he was like, that's Gerard not Gerard Ray. Butler. Gerard Ray. I'm like, I saw Gerard Butler at a podcast, an MCR show. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I, that was a Vines show. No, we've, we've never seen, uh, I, I've never I seen the Vines. Vines. Yeah, I, we, I met together, like, we've one of my radio Vines. DJ idols there. <laughs> But that's so funny. Was it at Irving Plaza? I think so. And I will okay, never, that's why I confused it. I will never forget the way you described them to me as this band that sings songs about your girlfriend turning into a vampire, then you had to shoot her in the face. I'm like, that was so accurate. <laughs> I have no recollection of that. I also did not remember that I ever saw Reggie in the full effect in concert. It was <laughs> a fun it was a, it was a fun show. At one point I'm he sure put, it was. He put on <laughs> skates. Um <laughs> I wish my memory wasn't so terrible. That's so funny. (laughs) And another fun thing to do on the train, read. Um. (laughs) For sure. And the best part is, even if you're reading and you don't want to listen to music, keeping your headphones is is a great way to get people not to bother you. (laughs) Can't hear you. I just, I got my headphones in. (laughs) Reading a book. (laughs) That's why, like, I can never get into e-readers because I don't want to stare at a screen. Like, and I, that's not like me saying, you know, material books are better because I'm a Luddite or something. It like really is just, I prefer the tactile feel of having a book in my hands. I like that even if my phone died, I can still just read a book because it is analog. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But like, also, you know, I feel like... I just also love the way books will just change you by the end of them. Um, like I read the, you know, my, my book series, just as he mentioned was the Animorphs. The Animorphs book series started in 1997 and ended May, 2001. Um, so how many would you say there are roughly? Um, 50 and this is no. by ka applegate no excuse me not 50 six that's 64 um 
because there's 54 main books then there's like four megamorphs and um then there's the various chronicles okay um, and what who is the author again k.a applegate okay i was right okay but like when i you know when i started reading those books i was 11 um and by the time i finished them i was 15 and by like when i was a kid you know you you grew up and think like war is this big adventure kind of thing and by the end of it i'm just like war is not good like war is terrible because like the way that book series ends is just like as k upgate said like i ended this and just not everybody comes home and those that do come home are forever changed and like you know five months later like september 11th happened and like the our country got war crazy and i just sat there i'm like no guys this is not the way to go like this is too scary like for the uninitiated, Animorphs is about a series of teens who can shapeshift into animals or creatures. Uh, not right. all of them are animals as we know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're fighting a race of uh, aliens called the Yerks who take over people's brains and control them. So you don't know who to trust. I mean, this is like, this is a very 90s thing because this is also happening on the X-Files. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were... In the way that maybe 10 years later, everyone's obsessed with dystopia. Uh, the 90s was obsessed with brain control, mind control. Well, I, th- I think a lot of it was just like not to be controlled by the man, you know? There you go. The vague man. And now, you know, authority has has all, all sorts of symbols and shapes. Yeah. But the interesting part about that is uh, at the same time that Frank was reading Animorphs, I had started this series again from the library called um, Frank, you know, the title, the, the one, like the war starts tomorrow. Oh, uh, tomorrow when the war began. Yeah. And that, that was one of the first sort of like teens striking out on their own um, kind of, it, I'm trying to remember. I remember reading it. They, they're in Australia there's like a cataclysmic event and then they're kind of living uh, like out in the bush which um, at the time i had no idea how dangerous australia is <laughs> and then the internet was like everything in australia is trying to get you all the time protect your neck <laughs> um it was by john marsden um they go camping in this place that's called hell that which is just a place in the bush and um then their country's invaded by unknown um unknown like a, a, a another country invades them the country's never named they're just the invaders it's basically like sort of proto-colonialism um uh, like proto red dawn yeah or like and, red dawn <laughs> and what's so interesting about these books is you know i think that they're very true to life and they they deal with the immediate threat but when it comes down to the day-to-day, the characters are still having the same problems that the rest of us do with, like, jealousies and, you know, words are exchanged. And I remember being so impressed by the way that the characters handled everything because I am not an outdoors person. 
I get cranky if I can't shower for a day. Like I would not, <laughs> I'm not tough. I would not make it. So reading about these resourceful and adventurous teens, and I feel like the same thing happens in Hunger Games with Katniss and and the Uglies series is that uh, it also kind of refines the scope for me of how limited my purview is. Where I'm like. What if that did happen to me tomorrow? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure I'd bubble through for a little bit, but do I want to? Not really. It's not terrible. I mean, it's just... I mean, it... <laughs> also, I, like, I don't like the idea of asking myself, like, would I, you know, be able to, like, fight the man and live in the woods for three months? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, well, we're all... <laughs> So we're almost out of time, folks. Um, I would like to just hit you guys up with some kind of like rom um or like, you know, a bit lighter fare because we, we went very heavy <laughs> on this. Um, but I, I think would, it's all positive. Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, like, with heavy subject matter, but positive, yeah. like, about <laughs> what we, you know, what we love. Um, I, I feel like she doesn't get, like, there was like only like one movie made of her stuff, but like, Sarah Who are we referring to? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Sarah Dessen is one of my favorite romantic young adult writers. Um, my favorite book is, of course, uh, a book called This Lullaby of Hers. Or no, the book is called This Lullaby. It's by Sarah Dessen. Um, I highly recommend <laughs> this it. This is starting to feel like a commercial for Sarah Dessen. What movie was made? After which book? Uh, well, it's a, it was a combination of like a bunch of them um and i'm not it had many more in it. uh why don't you recommend something while i look it up <laughs> okay <laughs> well i've talked a lot about the ugly series um i recommend that uh and hmm i'm trying to think because i think that my tastes have changed a lot as i i've sort of gotten older but um one of the authors I liked a lot growing up and she she tackles like a lot of really difficult subject matter is Shelley Stower. Um, I would say, you know, look out for the trigger warnings in those books because they're it, she deals with like a lot of the really serious issues that um, let's say like troubled teenagers face. Um, but her books were really important to me growing up. And then um, I also read a lot of Sarah Dessen <laughs> and uh, I mean, if we had to go outside of books into adaptations, uh, Frank and I both uh, really loved the new babysitters club that's on Netflix. Mm. I can't speak to the books. I've not read any of the books since I was like 11 or 12 and I loved them at the time. I just read all of them. So I kind of moved on, but the, the new adaptation is really fantastic. And I think they're moving into a second season. Yeah. Um, and the movie of uh, Simon, the Homo Sapien Agenda. I, I recommend both the book and the movie. Um, is that Love, Simon, or is that something different? I believe that's also Love, Simon. Um, okay. But, like, it's, a, it's about a, um, a young uh, gay teen try, coming to terms with sexuality and, like, fa- falling in love. And the scene where he comes out to his dad is always makes me cry um i'm getting a little tired talking about it but it's beautiful and i highly recommend both the book and the movie yeah and we covered the movie on the podcast right we have not yet oh 
I must have just seen it then. Okay. Yeah. Again, terrible memory. Oh, and, <laughs> and the uh, the Sarah Dessen movie is called How to Deal. And um, oh wow, that came out like when we were teens. Yeah. Um, it has it's a combination of Sarah Dessen's book that summer and someone like you. Huh. Oh, I like someone like you. Yeah, we we should oh. do it at some point. But um yeah, so just in conclusion, um it like I when it comes to reading, I would suggest just read as much as you can, as much different stuff as you can. Um and go to your local library because that's where all the best best stuff is. And I can't say what's happening for other libraries right now, but I know my local library is doing contactless pickup. So Um, if you would like to find us on the interwebs, um, we have a Facebook group and page, Teen Girl Talk. Frank runs that. You can email us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Susie Bobuzi, and you can find Frank at Sir I Would Challenge. Um, I almost did our usual sign off where I said until next week, but <laughs> I will just say, um, thank you for spending this half hour with us. And, yes, thank you. uh, you know, uh, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. Team, Team Coda. Thanks for tuning in this week. We would love for you to be part of our next discussion. Join our live events happening every week at BeFunBeKind.com. See you soon.